no reason to exist. Back in the ancient times, you didn't have access to every song ever recorded anytime you wanted it. And if you were a kid and you didn't have any tapes or albums or CDs of your own, and you heard a song you liked somewhere, you just had to wait for it to come on the radio. But what if, when you were young and impressionable, a device came into your world? A device that would play songs for you. Except, there's this one catch. It only plays one song. And you listen to that song every day for an hour or maybe two hours and more on weekends. That magical device was the Commodore 64. In case you never heard of a Commodore 64, it was what we called a home computer. And at my house, we used it to play video games. Lots of video games. Especially this one game, Commando. And the music to Commando rocked our world. Think about a song you've heard so many times that it's woven into the fibers of your brain. And now multiply that by a hundred. That's what the next two episodes are about. We're going to see how this one song took hold of our minds. Video game music was kind of a new thing at the time. The guy who wrote the music for Commando, his name's Rob Hubbard. I remember seeing his name on the screen when the game was loading. Remember waiting for things to load? So to put all this into context, first we're going to talk to Kenny McAlpine. He's a fellow in interactive composition at the Melbourne Conservatory of Music. And he wrote Bits and Pieces, A History of Chiptunes. Kenny and I talked about the music Rob Hubbard wrote for the Commodore 64, leading up to and including Commando. So get ready. Your ears are about to go back in time. So, so Rob started off writing educational game titles um, and discovered then that there really just wasn't any money in it. And started to turn his hand to coding video games, but also had some really bad experiences there. There was one in particular, a game that he had been commissioned to port to the Commodore 64. And the game was pulled before launch and he didn't see a penny from it. And he was absolutely livid. And so for fun, really, he started, he started coding, developing uh, his own little music routine to write music on the SID chip and put out a couple of demos, but they were really very, very simplistic. I mean, the first one that I've come across is the Blue Danube. And if you listen to it, it you know, it sounds, it's almost like the kind of Hello World app of music compositions. It just uses the raw sounds from the SID. The arrangement is is really pretty straightforward. I might even go so far as to say it's, it's a little bit dull.
But it's it's really just kind of Rob initially playing around and trying to find the limits and capabilities of of the the Sid chip as a synth. And then he went on to write the music for a, a little balloon game called Up Up and Away, which is a cover version of an old uh, pop track, Would You Like to Ride Him a Beautiful Balloon by The Fifth Dimension. And again, it's it's a really nice track, but again, it doesn't really push the limits of the, the Sid chip at all. So it, it sounds fairly safe and unadventurous. I think where we first start to see maybe some more distinctive kind of Rob Hubbard, where really he's beginning to push the boundaries a little bit, comes after Action Biker, uh, which would have been the end of 1984. Um, And again, that was a a really weird game, actually. It was a a commercial video game tie-in with a brand of popular snack in the UK, KP Skips. Action Biker and the main character, Clumsy Colin, was the front end of an advertising campaign. And Rob was brought on to do the music for that. And it's a, it's still a, a fairly simple piece of music. It, it feels a bit like kind of like a ragtime drag, but it's arranged in a much more sophisticated way than any of the music really that came before it. And it's not so much about what notes are in there, but actually Rob recognising that with a limited sound palette, and limited technical capabilities, limited polyphony and and, and limited tonality, actually you get much more mileage by exercising a degree of restraint and implying things like complex chord voicings uh, and so on. And then after that, we have Thing on a Spring, which is a really fun little track. A lot busier than Action Biker, but similarly quite quite a bouncy, jolly little track. And in there, again, although it's quite a simplistic, bouncy, catchy little number, there is quite a lot of sophistication in there. There are there's a funky little bass line, uh, which is something that became something of a signature of Rob's, you know, using chromatic notes and, and things like that to suggest much more harmonic complexity than was actually evident in the piece itself. You've got a really driving percussion line using noise percussion uh, to keep the track really moving. And then you've got this really, really catchy melody that sits on top.
And so, you know, between those two tracks, Action Biker and Thing in a Spring, we begin to see those elements of Rob coming out. And I think it wasn't really then until Commando that those things really came together and created, you know, what I think is really just a, a fantastic, iconic, catchy, adventurous track. This was, I think, Rob finding his, finding his feet and really expressing a kind of compositional confidence with it. And the interesting things in Commando are that it's not just an interesting musical arrangement, but Rob, at that point then, is beginning to use all of the synthesis capabilities of the SID chip, which, even though it was still fairly limited in what it could do, uh, was actually a very, very powerful synthesizer. It could do frequency modulation synthesis. It could do amplitude modulation. It could do something called sync uh, synthesis. And Rob uses all of these tricks and techniques, as well as quite a busy arrangement that incorporates those elements. So driving percussion, implied harmonic complexity, a driving bass line, and a very, very catchy melody over the top. Those, those are the things that really, really come together for the first time here. So here's Rob's breakout track, also a track that's carved into my skull, the music for Commando. Wowzers, trousers, did that blow your mind? I hope not. I hope you're at least a little disappointed, because that was not Rob Harvard's version of Commando. That was the arcade version. You know, the, the soundtrack to Commando is it's not an original Rob Hubbard composition. I'm sure Rob related the story of, of how the soundtrack came together, how he got locked in the studios with a a copy of the arcade music. So yeah, the story is the folks who hired Rob to write the music for Commando met him around supper time and everybody went out to the pub together for a while and then they left him by himself at the office at around 10 o'clock at night. He was all by himself. He just had a quick listen to the arcade version, the one you just heard. And then he pulled an all-nighter and he finished his version at around... Five in the morning. And when he listened to it, he hated it. The original arcade soundtrack has that same melody, but it's arranged in a much more traditionally militaristic way. So you get these driving drum rudiments that roll along underneath. But the, harmonically, it's, it's not very sophisticated at all. Everything moves in parallel chords. And it does give it quite a, a militaristic feel. But to Rob's ears, it sounded musically awful. For a video game in the 80s or early 90s, I don't know if I would call that awful. 
but it wasn't fantastic, catchy, iconic, adventuresome. Anyway, here we go. I'm going to play the real thing for you now. Take a second, think of all the clips you just heard, and now listen to this. just keeps on going and going like that it just keeps on giving getting more and more exciting sounding like it's never really repeating just parts climbing higher and higher and new combinations and variations so imagine coming home from school eating cookies and then playing this game which was crazy intense for the time or watching your brother play and back then You couldn't save your progress. If you got almost to the end and you died, you had to start all the way over from the beginning. And the whole time all this is happening, you're listening to that song. And you're hearing that over and over for years. So now let's talk with Rob Hubbard, the man himself. Because I was wondering, for someone who's written so much music, and you did that in one day, but the people that kind of consumed that music, I just did a rough estimate of how often I played that game and and how often I must have heard it. I probably heard it 20,000 times, so it's... <laughs> it's <laughs> that's a lot more. Than... It's just burned in. So, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a hell of a lot more than what I've heard it, that's for sure. Yeah, so does that, do you have any thoughts on that? Is there a great sense of responsibility for burning all this music into all of our minds? Well, you know, I mean, when I um, did this stuff, I was pretty conscious back then 
of um, the fact that these these tunes were going to sit and loop and play while people played the games, and that would probably drive them pretty, you know, insane <laughs> after a period, after a while. And so I, I deliberately set out to write um, some of the tunes have got quite a lot of sections to them, so that hopefully they play out fairly long and don't get too boring. So you know, I was trying to do something like that back then rather than doing a one-minute 32, which would loop and then, you know, drive everybody insane. <laughs> it does seem like it's going up and up forever, which kind of like... Dun, 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 and then it goes up. Dun, 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 dun. Is there some compositional technique which kind of gives it that feeling that it just keeps going and going as far as it seems to just be rising the whole time? Yeah, there's loads of you know, compositional tricks that people do, you know. The um, the commando thing goes like this. But then it moves up a minor third. And then goes back down. And then you've got that other section that comes in. And then you got the then it does another shift as well where it goes then it goes to which is another it's called um the technical term is chromatic median modulation. Mm-hmm. And it does a it goes down from a, a, down a minor third. Rob and I talked about some more things like chromatic median modulation, and then we got into another matter which you'll hear more about later. It's hard to describe how it felt to be talking with him, and I had no idea he was in front of a piano. So I was surprised to hear him just reach out and start playing these melodies I had heard so much. And he's playing all this with one hand. The other hand's holding the phone on which he's talking to me. So I want to remind you that when I was listening to Commando, I had no idea it was some kind of culmination. It was just a kid playing a game, and the music in the background just rocked my world. So here's someone else who was just a kid playing a game. Jeff Clement is a producer, a composer, and voice actor for the wildly popular podcast called The No Sleep Podcast. We talked about how the music to Commando just sort of invaded your life. And so when you were playing Commando, were you thinking of the music at other times? Oh, definitely. I, I mean, it was it was a, uh, a, a, a score that I would, I'd be humming on any old occasion. And, like, we'd play... Uh, you know, capture the flag and hide and go seek and war and stuff like that. As kids, I grew up in the country, so you know when you weren't, you know, in, in front of a TV screen or something like that, you were running around, emulating everything that you saw in movies and TV and video games and stuff like that. Um, you know, outside. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I remember for sure, like humming it to myself while we're running around with like sticks pretending to shoot each other and stuff like that. Cause it, to me, that was just the epitome of like, 
elite commando, <laughs> well, commando right in the term, right, right, right. elite military guy on all on his own against you know the whole world and everything. So I'm pretty sure I also hummed the music to Commando while playing Capture the Flag. I do know I caught myself whistling it a few weeks ago while I was putting away the dishes. But as you'll hear, that track, the music to Commando, it kind of changed the course of Jeff's life. Finally, one day I sat down. I'm like, it's been sitting in my head ever since I was five years old, how much I love this song. And I, and I always thought about reproducing it one day. So today's the day. And I just sat down and I think I hammered it out basically in three or four days. And it got obsessive because it was, there's so much notation <laughs> with that one song. It gets really dense with the melody, you know, further on in the song and stuff when it gets into the lead solo and stuff and just rewinding and re-listening to it and, you know, and trying to reproduce it. But what I, what I loved was the concept of, okay, well, let's take this classic chip tune basically. And what happens if we try to put modern digital instruments against it? Is it even possible to do? Is it going to sound authentic? Will it lose some of its soul or, you know, and how can I honor something that's been such a big part of my life? And uh, that was really fun to just kind of figure out the instrumentation and uh, kind of give it a bit of new life in my eyes. I mean, I'd heard lots of different remixes of it and, and stuff, but uh, to just do, be able to do my own take on it for once was really cool. And I think part of the reason I latched on to that particular score was I think it kind of informed my musical journey it kind of showed me, showed me that here's what you can do with a computer, you know? So, uh, so I think, I think in a way that, that, uh, that it's always going to have kind of a special place in my heart, that particular, uh, score for sure from any other video game. I mean, I love video game music in general. There's some, some amazing stuff out there for sure. Uh, but, but that one will always be kind of the, the king. <laughs> So the king of video game music informed Jeff's musical journey. Like I've been saying, this thing gets into your head. So let's hear a little bit of Jeff's rescore. How cool is that? There are quite a few covers and reinterpretations of Commando. So Kenny McAlpine and I talked about all these versions popping up and why they were. Oh, yeah. Do you know, I think, again, this is part of Commando. Um, 
transcending its gaming roots is that the music has taken a life of its own beyond even the the game itself. This, this is part, I think, of, of Commando's interesting legacy. And when I talk about that, what I really mean is Commando, the soundtrack's legacy, rather than Commando, the game's legacy. Because like I said, I don't think the game is quite as interesting from the point of view of gaming history, like, you know, other than the fact that gave us Commando Joe, who later turned up in Bionic Commando, and you know, he was never that popular a gaming character, certainly not like Mario or Sonic. So it's, it's the music that has had really the longevity, and partly that is the, the myth about its, its creation. Partly, like I said, is that it was probably one of the first Commodore 64 soundtracks that made everybody stop and just go, wow, that's what video game soundtracks can be like. And then since then, it's, it's been one of those tracks which has moved on from the game and begun to take on a musical life of its own. So, I mean, the, the soundtrack has been covered a large number of times. Uh, you know, one of my favourite uh, cover versions is by the Scandi Rockers, Press Play on Tape. also has reworked it as an orchestral version that's been performed by the C64 Orchestra. signature tracks so so much so that when a piece of chiptune tracking software was developed piece, uh, uh, an app called Sid Tracker back in what, it was been 2014 or 15 the track that was included to showcase the capabilities of the software was of course Commando but it goes even further than that um, and the thing that I think suggests to me that this is a track with real musical legitimacy is that you know there's a piece of professional production software called Reason by a company called Propellerhead. And when that was released, Rob was approached by the creators and asked to create a remix of the commando theme using the software's built-in synths and sequencer.
And if you think about it, for a, a vintage 8-bit video game, you know, we're talking about a track that's getting on for 40 years old. And for a piece of music like that from a video game to be held up as an exemplar of contemporary electronic music production is, I think, really testament to the quality of the writing and to the sound design in that original track. It's absolutely amazing. You know, just think of any other video game soundtrack that's made that same kind of transition. There are very, very few. So in case the music to Commando isn't burned into your head yet, check this out. The Swedish a cappella group Visa Roster, and this is by a band called Uncle and the Bacon. collection of commando covers could be considered complete without a clip from Finnish guitarist Aki Jervinen. funny thing about all this is that I didn't really set out to do a podcast episode about this particular piece of music. There's a piece of video game music that's buried even deeper into my psyche than this one. You might even say that if you peel this one away, you find that one underneath it. You know when you get to the end of a video game and it shows all the high scores and if you got enough points, you get to put your initials in. That little bit of music that you hear after the game's over, that's called, logically enough, the high score. And that's what this episode was supposed to be about, the high score to Commando. But the high score doesn't really make as much sense. It doesn't really drop into the 
appropriate context unless the main theme is stuck in your head. So hopefully we've done that. If not, listen to this episode 19,000 more times, and then you're ready for part two. Many thanks to Jeff Clement, Kenny McAlpine, and Rob Hubbard. And the atmospheric music you heard uh, right at the beginning of the episode is called Space Full. It's by Andy G. Cohen. All the other clips I identified within the episode. Thank you all so much for your takes on Commando. This one you're hearing right now is from an artist called Firestorm. If you like No Reason to Exist, help it exist some more by supporting it at patreon.com slash no reason to exist. If you're already supporting it, thank you so much. No reason to exist.